0: Welcome back to a new episode of Inside the Green Room with Danny Green, actually edit. Welcome back to a new episode of Inside the Green Room with new Cleveland Cavalier. Danny Green, I'm Harrison Sanford. Uh, If you've been out the loop during this NBA trading deadline window, a bunch of trades happened. KD went to the Suns. Danny Green got traded, bought out, ended up in Cleveland. Wanted to discuss everything that went into that. Also wanted to discuss a weird uh, wedding ceremony that we saw on Monday night uh, of this week after the Super Bowl. And also, might as well get it out, get it out now, Danny. Uh, while you were making your decision of what you were going to do, did you at least get a chance to watch Rihanna at halftime?
1: I did. I did. So um, I was alone, though, for the Super Bowl. Wifey was on a little girl's birthday trip, um, so she got a chance to enjoy that. It was me and the pups, uh, but I did watch the Super Bowl uh, by myself. It was I was in Memphis. I was stuck in Memphis because I wasn't sure if I was going to Houston or not and uh, figuring that out. But I had a chance to watch the halftime show. It was good. She did an amazing job. And obviously, the, the game was great. You know, we, we can't discredit. I mean, obviously, everybody watched Rihanna. There was more views on Rihanna than there was the actual game. But the game was amazing. It was a, it was a, it was a hell of a game. You couldn't ask for a better uh, turnout. Um, Obviously, there was a controversial call at the end um, that could have changed or made it even more interesting. did not like but- it one bit did not like it one bit my friend it it was still a hell of a game it was very entertaining but of course it would have made it more entertaining if they let that play out a little bit more
0: yeah definitely uh for sure so hold on i so uh for those who are new to the show now maybe from cleveland uh danny is a married man his wife blair celebrating a birthday was she in memphis with you when you got the trade news No,
1: actually, she had just she already had left. And I think she had just landed in her destination for always in the middle of the season. So it's hard for me to celebrate with her because I have work. Uh, So we celebrate sometimes with her in the city. We do something. But and then she always goes like on a small mini vacation or weekend with her friends to see them and hang out. So she did that. She actually landed right when the trade happened uh, in the last hour. mid-afternoon Thursday uh, before the deadline.
0: So she leaves she leaves Memphis, thinks she's gonna hang out with the girls, thinks she's gonna come back to Memphis to all of her things being still there. And obviously they're probably still there, but obviously uh, uh, a, a shifting has taken place. Uh so where what, can you run me through those five minutes when you two, three minutes, whatever, when you got the news that you were uh no longer Memphis Grizzly?
1: Yeah, man. Um, so I, I kind of had a feeling something was gonna happen when Katie moved in the middle of the night, the night before, or early in the morning the night before, I knew that some teams would start making some moves and hit the panic button. Um, I'm not saying that Memphis did, but I knew that they were looking to make some moves um, and, and figure out how to, you know, obviously, make the, the, what they have going on a little bit better, their situation a little better. So, um, I wasn't sure if I'd be in a deal. I wasn't sure if it was gonna be a package deal, if it was just a one-for-one one one type of situation, but I had a feeling. When it came down to the last hour, I thought it were, I was good. Next, you know, a friend of mine texts me, goes, you're going to get a buyout from Houston? I'm like, what are you talking, like, huh? And he goes, you just moved to Houston. I'm like, bro, I'm looking around, I'm reading the ticker, I'm scrolling to it, and I'm like, I think you're the wrong number, bro. You think you're talking about Eric Gordon, maybe? He's like, I'm I'm not, I have not any texts or calls. And he goes, just stay by your phone, you're going to get a call soon. He obviously works, and li- or works in the agent world and lives in that world, so he has a little bit of inside scoop. Um, next, you know, not even, not even a minute later, I get a call from Zach, so Zach's like, you know, it's not a call I wanted to make. Uh, we saw an opportunity that, you know, we couldn't pass up on. Uh, and we had to do it. And I know it sucks because, you know, all year, you've been so great for us. And I've told you all year that we didn't have any plans of doing anything unless something crazy happened. Uh, so obviously something crazy happened. So people have to adjust and make changes. Teams have to uh, make moves because, you know, teams are getting better. So it happens. He wasn't happy about it. I got calls from everybody. And Memphis has been A1 from day one. And they they've been on top of everything, very accommodating. Uh, great organization, and, and it made me feel great. They embraced me. It made me feel special. Um, and I think that's what made it tough because it was so abrupt and because I was leaving a great group, a great organization. And some people that i worked close with, Mike Roncari, the guy I was working with my knee, um, big shout out to him because he's he's been amazing all year with getting me back on the court within eight months. Also got to give a lot of credit to Sean John at Myers Institute of Sport, uh, which I've said those names multiple times before. So a lot has gone into me getting back in those eight months, and Memphis was a big part of that. Um, so building those relationships with the team, with the staff, and um uh, with the organization, it, it was just tough uh, having it abruptly be like, all right, you gotta get up, and move. Um, also, I've never been traded midseason before, so this was even mm. more unsettling. So I've been traded a couple times and and it's off season, so you have time to think, you know, it's reset, get a chance to look at spaces, places to live, move, et cetera, grab your stuff, figure out logistics. Now it's like, all right, you got to get up and then figure out as you're on the fly as you're going. So, Are you going to Houston? Are you not? Are we getting bought out? Where are we going? And then you got to get there right, right away. And then, all right, we got to figure out living situations as you're there and moving logistics as you're in the middle of about to learn uh, offense, learn defensive principles, all those things, um, which is very unsettling at the time. So um, it's been a hectic, you know, 72 hours or so. And, um, you know, I'm in Cleveland now. Uh, I got a chance to meet with the group, um, clearing waivers, and hopefully be able to chance to, to play uh, in Philly with the group. Um, if not, I'll be on the sidelines at least and double support and talk to them. And, you know, there's a great young group of guys that are similar to Memphis. They're active and willing to learn and buying into one win and, and do something special here.
0: So I do want to talk about how you potentially fit there in Cleveland and mm-hmm. just the decision making of picking Cleveland to be the next team that you wanted to go to. But let's, if you want to look back a little bit on the history of some of the trades that you've been in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Obviously, the, the the first one, of, at least of note, um, was the trade with you and uh, Kawhi going to San Antonio. Obviously, it made sense from San Antonio's standpoint uh, if they were going to move on from Kawhi. Um, you know, some people with, you know, looking back at it said they didn't get enough for you in return, uh, but they had to make the money match X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. Uh, mm-hmm. And then let's go. And then you end up with the Lakers. And then after winning the title, they trade you uh, along with a draft pick. Uh, that ended up turning out to be Desmond Bain, which is wild uh, for Dennis Schroeder. And mm-hmm. while I never want to see one of my homies get traded, mm-hmm. I still have to be somewhat of an analyst, uh, uh, somebody who evaluates the game and front office decisions. And I thought, you know, I guess it, it makes sense if you have to commit more money to Alice Russo, potentially, or more money to KCP, more money to potentially to Kuzma. Um mm-hmm. Spending a lot of money for those three and D types when you don't necessarily have a point guard because remember they the team ended up losing Rajon Rondo. Um, yeah. I thought it made I made a thought it made log, logistical sense and obviously I I went down to Memphis they they treated me well there for my worst first time there so all, all love to them obviously they helped you rehab so it's you know mm-hmm. no shade at all but if I'm yeah. sitting back from a front office standpoint or at least I'm trying to evaluate I was I found this trade curious because. Mm-hmm. One obviously, if you were at full health, I don't think there's anybody who's watched the NBA who would say uh, Luke Kennard is more valuable in a playoff series, a playoff game than Danny Green. And so, and then also, obviously, you only played three games, and mm-hmm. if if I remember you from last year, it did take you a while to get on your stride. But the playoff basketball that you played last year for the Sixers was really damn good. So, mm-hmm. I, I I thought of it as I, I, I there was the first time you got traded, and I said, why? Like, <laughs> was yeah. that that that's what you gave up? That's what you traded Danny for? Like, I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't see I didn't see it. Now I do understand. Like, there were some times you were out there on the court, and I could see okay, Canard might be better in this aspect if he ends up mm-hmm. in, ha- in having like a dribble handoff situation or whatever, whatever. But when those playoff rotations get shrinked down. You need defenders. You need two way players. I, mean, I, I just did. I, I just didn't get it. Yes. He has money on his contract for next year. So there is value in that from a front office standpoint, I would assume, but mm-hmm. I'm wondering what you thought, because I'm assuming you understood every trade that you've been in. Did, did you yeah. find yourself puzzled with this one?
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, I mean, I just know the names that were thrown out there. They're looking at OG, you know, Pascal, like some of the big names uh, made sense to package and try to get, and not no knock to Luke Nard, he's very good. He can shoot the basketball. Um, I guess it was a little confusing. And then at, at one point, I was like, well, our front office is a lot of Duke people. So I'm like, oh, they got another fucking Duke guy. But, I mean, I don't think that's the case. I was you know, just just joking around. But, um, you know, he, he's a really good you know, floor spacer. He shot, shoots at a very high clip for his career. Not just one year, but he averaged 43% for his career, which is really good. And hopefully gives, you know, Ja and Dez and Jaren the space they need to operate. Because uh, the one thing they do lack is three point shooting. Um, now, I don't think I'm a bad shooter myself. I mean, you're talking about three or 4% and different. Um, but I said he, he is a very pure shooter. He's good, um, high IQ player. Um, you know, they, they make the, put, put it on the ground a little bit. Put it on the ground a little put bit. Put it on the ground a little bit. You know, he can make a player too, but. Yeah. And I guess they just saw that that was a better fit. And I, you know, I felt that maybe they just needed to make a move. Maybe I think it was the money-wise. I don't know the money how it works um, logistically, what they're looking for, if they're trying to package something in the summer. I don't know. Um, mm. But yeah, I was I was a little confused, I was a little puzzled. But he is a good player, so you know, no knock to them, no knock to him. Um, I I hope it's a good marriage. I hope it works out for them. Um, and if not, I you know, obviously Zach is the brains behind everything, and he knows what's going on. Know how to you know pick a, put, put put like pick a piece, pick apart some things and put together some things. So it was, uh, uh other pe- people there that you might not know. Ariana's there. Uh, there's some people that they they, they uh, can see the bigger picture, and this might be a move for the bigger picture in the long run, um, which could be you know something that we're not seeing. But um, all in all, it's at the end of the day, they they felt they they needed to make a move, and that this would help them. And I, I think if they believe that, they they're pretty good at knowing what they're doing. Um, so we'll see, and I think you know we'll find out in the in the in the near future uh, of what what's come of this move
0: yeah for sure i mean as a as a friend of yours as somebody who's been working with Mm -hmm. you for i guess for five years now um Mm -hmm. yeah i i i hated to see that one but end of the day like if that's what they want to do that's what they want to do and and there would be no shade for me at least because again they've they've helped you get your body right so that you can play so uh, as as you and I text and as we've gone through these situations before, everything yeah. could be a, a blessing in disguise. And that brings for me sure. to uh, the city of Cleveland and the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, want to also say what's good uh, to all of the people in Ohio now who might be yeah. uh, tuning in.
1: Uh, what's good again fun- for your boys? Yeah. This is my second time around, so I'm back again. Good. Sense. It's crazy to see so many people that. We're here. When I was here, 13, 14 years ago, that are still here. It's it's amazing to see some of the staff and some of the people in the building. Um, that's you know, it's a good organization when they keep a lot of people around for that long and they keep it in the family. And guys are kind of moving up. You know, it's good to see their success and they're happy to see my success. But um, and things have changed for the better um, in the arena and things have gotten built and and, and look great. So um, you know, it, it took me back to my my younger days, but it also made me feel like I, I think I'm in a good spot and. And, um, you know, regardless of what happened in Memphis, it was great. It was a great situation. I think this is another good situation where I can make some things happen and, and be well for for the rest of the season and for my my, my future and my career.
0: Yeah. Uh, so those, for those people uh, in the Buckeye State, I actually used to get it in Ohio too. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a sports anchor for what used to be Time Warner Cable Sports Channel. You guys probably know it as – um, Spectrum News One now. So, I've spent a bunch of my time again. This is for the people in Cleveland, uh, at St. Edward, St. Ignatius, um, mm-hmm. and all around the Northeast Ohio. I actually did uh work with cleveland.com to do a live stream of the parade in 2016. So, uh, Danny, if you if you end up producing another parade in downtown Cleveland, uh, that would be damn fun <laughs> to relive mm-hmm. that moment yeah. again. <laughs> With that being said, uh, as people start to – as you get ready now for this Cleveland era of your career, how did you evaluate the buyout process? Once you did decide that you weren't going to stick around in Houston, we don't need to get into the nitty-gritty of that, but once you mm-hmm. did decide that, that Cleveland was the one, what were the, the, the chief factors that came into that equation?
1: Well, you know, I don't want to discredit the Houston – Took an interest in me, so I appreciate them for trading for me. They said they liked me. They wanted to keep me on board, um, but they weren't ready or willing to offer an extension at the time. So that's why it was like, all right, well, you know if if I'm gonna be a part of a rebuild, I need to know that I'm gonna be here for some time and if if I'm not getting that security right away, then let me explore my other options with other groups or play for teams that you know have a playoff chance or I can be in the postseason and you know keep myself relevant enough to you know, play in, in some meaningful basketball, you know, get another contract with a, another a good contender or team. Um, so when it didn't work out in Houston, they talked, we discussed, they they parted ways in a good cordial manner. Um, it took a couple of days, but, you know, we got it done. And then from there, it was seeing who was interested. Teams were waiting for the buyout to happen before they were interested. Some teams came to the table um, a little more aggressive than others. Obviously, um, the teams that I looked at that might, were a need for that might need another you know, veteran wing that can play defense and shoot the ball, um, automatically look at that Phoenix because they just made moves and they lost some of their wings, and all the wings went to Brooklyn. Um, you know, you look at Dallas because they also traded some of their wings, they traded you know, Finney Smith and they just got Kyrie and, and Luka. Um, but they they're also you know, stacked and heavy over there. All the teams that are contenders are pretty stacked and heavy. You look at Denver, they're pretty wing stacked and heavy, except for when they traded Bone Thailand, I, I feel like their bench, uh, they could use somebody to pick up on the bench. They got Reggie Jackson. Um, you look at said Boston, they, they have you know, Jason and Jalen. And they have a really good team, but they were just interested. So I'm like, all right, they're a contender, um, but I think they are stacked at the wing. So I might not have an opportunity to play that many minutes. I'm not saying that Cleveland isn't either. Cleveland has a lot of young talent um, that can play. That it's going to be hard to you know break a rotation. But I thought there was more of an opportunity uh, to play more minutes and to give more value to the court. Um, and they also were very more a lot, a lot more interested. They were very aggressive when the buyout happened of you know calling, being in tune, and making sure seeing what's going on. That just let me know how interested they were. And they also interested, you know, about two years ago before I signed back with Philly. So they've been interested for a while now, and it was time. It was time to, you know, get this thing right and and come to, you know, uh, some type of agreement and figure out how to make it work because both sides were interested. And and before I I signed back with Philly, this is before they even emerged as a a playoff team or a good team. Um, And I didn't think they were that close, and they made it happen. They turned around really quickly. And they should have been a playoff team, you know, last year. they I guess this got kind of jerked with the buy-in and they, or the play-in. They had a lot of injuries and things like that. Um, but they they have a good group. They have, you know, all-star players within, with Jared Allen and, and Garland and obviously Donovan Mitchell. Uh, so good core. And then Karis LeVert coming off the bench. Isaac Okoro, very good long uh, defense, defensive wing. Um, so they got a lot of good pieces. Teddy Osmond, uh, Wade, obviously veteran Kevin Love, Robin Lopez. There's so many pieces here. Um, that I thought I can fit in with and also help not just play with, but help teach and learn uh, the tricks of the trade and the craftsmanship of what it takes to to help them, you know, surprise some teams in the East. Yeah. So uh,
0: I, when we were going back and you and I were discussing uh, the merits of all of the teams that you could potentially end up with the fact that Cleveland was trying to get you on their roster from 2021, I think stood out as you just alluded to, to both of us, if they already can have a vision for you and how you fit, uh, especially for a team, you're going to have to get there and get acclimated quickly if you want to be yeah. an impact player for the playoffs. So going there and them already having having a a vision for you from years, from dating back from a couple of years, I think mm-hmm. that truly helps you in this situation now. Uh, and now as you look at the court, I do think, you know, as we look at, let's say if we were comparing the Celtics, and obviously Celtics would have been a great option too. I think they have a lot of shooters there, Uh, and obviously they have elite wings and Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown, Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I've I've been watching the Cavs all year, and I watched them here Monday night take on the Spurs, and it's going to be interesting to see how teams, even though Isaac Okoro recently has been shooting the three well, it's going to be interesting to see how teams respect him or if they do respect him in the playoffs, and I think that's something that, I saw in the quick time in Memphis and something that's been uh, throughout the course of your career, just the threat of your three-point shooting allows other guys to be successful. So I think Cleveland is going to bank on even just you as a threat out there to make things easier for their primary scores on top of uh, some of the defensive abilities that you have, but uh, watching Okoro here, he looks like he's had a pretty good year so far, and he's hitting he's hitting a decent from decent decent percentage here from three. Just a matter of if him or other guys on those team on the team that are not uh, Mitchell that are not Garland, if defenses will respect them to the three point line, even if they can obviously hit the three. And I'm sure you've been through that before. There's guys who can hit threes, and there's guys yeah. who get respected from threes. They're two different categories.
1: For sure. Um, and it's a, they're, they're playing well, they're shooting well, um, and I hope to, to continue that and be a part of that. Uh, but teams are still going to guard them a certain way, right? And that, that still clogs up the paint if um, they're not known as a shooter, even though they are capable. Teams will shift, teams will still pack the paint, and it's harder for Donovan and, and Darius to get a- into those driving lanes. But as long as they continue to keep shooting confidently, I think they'll keep winning games. But in the playoffs, the game slows down a little bit. The game's a little more intense. Um, If you've never experienced it before, these guys are younger. It's harder to, you know, shoot in those type of atmospheres. It's harder, especially on the road. Um, So that's why I'm here to, you know, help not just bring in shooting, but help build encouragement, positivity, and that mental, you know, toughness and strength to be able to play in that type of atmosphere and be prepared and be ready for it. Um, And then where teams will have to respect you. You just shoot like that for two games, in a playoff series you have to do at least you know consecutive two or three games for teams to be like all right we're not going to leave this guy we're not going to pack the paint we're not going to shift off them and then you know it's pick your poison so now you gotta you gotta let Darius and then Donovan work
0: yeah it's an interesting it's interesting how that kind of works out one of your former teammates Matisse Thybul, got mm-hmm. traded uh to the Portland Trailblazers and I always thought uh even if he's going to have a long road to 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 real relevance in the NBA because he'd have to almost go a year of shooting 39% from three before they finally respect him. Because yeah, or
1: or the, the, have a hell of a playoff series doing it. You have to have at least one series or said like three or four straight games where like, all right, this guy's shooting confidently. We're not gonna, we're not gonna give him open looks. Um and yeah, you have to shoot at least 38% for a season during the season for teams be like, all right you know he, we can shift off a little bit he's capable so we're not going to give him any dare shots we're not going to let him shoot we're not going to ship him that much and we can't pack the paint and leave him um so yeah i'm going to see how his growth is i think he's in a better situation uh where he can play some more minutes now and be effective because they have a lot of guys that can score over there and they need some defenders when they lost josh hart uh but yeah he's a he's a great addition to that team and any team and his athleticism and i think he also is very capable of shooting the ball he just hasn't shown it yet and he has not have the confidence to do it and Hopefully, you know, the players there and the coaching staff will encourage him to go with the branch, like, you know, take those shots and be prepared for when the time when they need it for in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's, you know, that's the thing. It's hard for him to get up, be on the floor, get up those shots when you have a back to the basket center. Uh, It it really, really condenses the floor. I think he'll have a lot better showing there in Portland than what he had in Philly and he still had uh, his bright moments there uh, in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, for sure. They got got some athletes over there, man. With him, Sharp. (laughs) Man, them guys are jumping out the gym. Oh, over there. yeah. And si-
0: Simon's Simon. won the slam dunk slam dunk oh, competition. So they're jumping, yeah. they're jumping out the gym. They're jumping out now, the I gym. A little.
1: They got some yeah. guys over there, man.
0: I, I do want to get to maybe some of your picks that are gonna happen here at the all-star break for uh three-point competition, slam dunk competition. We'll do that before we get out of here for the show. But uh okay, you reacted to what happened with Kevin Durant and what you thought, mm-hmm. how the league reacted, but what do you think about it in itself? The Kevin Durant to Phoenix whole thing that happened, and I also would like to say that I was damn right because last time <laughs> we did this thing, I told you Katie's up out of there. Last okay. time we did it, Kyrie was going to Dallas. That was A possibility they could they, they could have been there. a nice little roster with the wings that they had over there. Now they're over flooded with wings. But yeah. end of the day, Katie's out of there, and I and one would have to imagine that Phoenix should be should quote unquote should win an nba title within the next two years
1: yeah i mean you were right for sure 100 percent. and they did bring some pieces around kevin to keep him there if he wanted to stay there and maybe he privately or maybe they had an understanding for before said so the season started that if things went south that you know they would get him out of there so he didn't have to ask for a trade i just didn't think he would ask for another trade like that just because kai wanted out um but they respected you know, and I guess they held their end of the deal where they, I guess, the, the talks that they had in the summertime when he decided to come back after, uh, I guess, recanting his first trade request and saying, you know, I want to stay here. It's what I want to do. We'll figure it out and try to give it our best shot. It didn't work out, you know, and they were like, all right, we're going to get you, you know, in a good spot where you, you've you asked to go. And they got him where he wanted to go. Now, Phoenix, that's a, a whole nother monster. That, that's a, they got something going on over there. That's, that's going to be a tough team to to beat. Uh, they They got... I don't know how they made it happen, but they got Kevin Durant and kept CP Book and Aiton. That is some. They did yeah, shit there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of wild. So <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they got to. And obviously, you just got to fill it in with some of the pieces. And right now, they're picking up some. Terrence Ross is a really good piece. Uh, they're putting together some good pieces. They're gonna be something to reckon with in, in the West. Obviously, they don't have a lot of time to put it together in chemistry wise. Um, but with those four pieces, you can play. That you don't have much of a bench or whatever, but you can play those guys at different times. You can play two of them. And with the second unit, you can play two. You know, they all can start, but you can take some out, mix and match, second unit, first unit. Um, when you have four of those guys, one of those guys are always on the floor, and that keeps you stable regardless. Um, but they have a lot of scoring, a lot of mid range, of course. Um, they do need some you know, defense and some three point shooting. Uh, but you know, they, they, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with, and they haven't even gotten the floor yet together. But I said, I'm, I'm just going to see how long it's going to take for them to mesh and figure out that chemistry because they don't have they have a short window, especially with CP uh, being the age he is. You got about this year and next year. And if it doesn't happen by then, then you're going to have to, you know, start looking for some of pieces. But even without TP, you still got book KD and Aiden. And I think that's the great core uh, of what you need in terms of being a contender. And so for the next couple of years that they have, you know, those three guys, it's going to be a lot of entertainment in Phoenix and a lot of wins over there. Um, and so we'll see what they what they do come playoff time or or this this summer anyway. I I was looking forward to see what how you
0: could fit in with Memphis and seeing uh, how they could respond in, in play potential playoff situations. But when that KD trade happened, this is what I also said to myself. This is before you obviously got moved. I said to myself or out on Twitter too, if you win one playoff series in the Western Conference this year, regardless mm-hmm. of who you are, regardless mm-hmm. of what team you are, and maybe the Suns or the old. Maybe the Suns and the Warriors are the only exclusions. Um it should be considered a success because <laughs> the West is so ridiculous. Like yeah. if you if you are if you are the let's just say you were the Memphis Grizzlies. You're the Memphis yeah. Grizzlies you beat the seven seed warriors and you lose uh to the Nuggets in the next next round congratulations yeah. that was a successful season like if you're They'll the Dallas the warriors, Ma- yeah. if you if, if you're the Dallas Mavericks and you beat uh if you beat the Sacramento Kings in the first round and then you lose to the Phoenix Suns in the second round, congratulations, you had a really good season. The West still is the just Clippers. so... You got the Clippers yeah. over
1: there, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you it's see, ridiculous. You know, Dallas and end up playing the Clippers in the second round. It's, you never know what it is while it's up in the air. And it's, um, but it's just, a lot, it's just a lot of power, a lot of strength, a lot of force, and it's going to be a lot of great basketball on that side. Um, but don't submit east. the East is pretty solid too, but there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of power in the West with all those teams from 1 through 13, even so with the Lakers making the trades they made, and they're still a 13 seed. They end up in a play, and they're going to be a pretty tough team, too, if they get it together and find the chemistry. A.D. healthy, Brown healthy, and all the pieces around them. Um, they made some really good moves, but a lot of good teams. Portland's doing well. Sacramento, you know, obviously Clippers, Denver, so Phoenix, they just rebuilt. Memphis still at the top of the heap. Um, it's going to be a lot of good, good
0: basketball in the playoffs, time, man. And the playoff and the Pelicans could be very hard uh to deal and with Zion if they back. get Zion, if, if they can get Zion back. So, in my mm-hmm. opinion, you win one playoff series in the Western Conference, good season. Uh, the only team that I think is excluded from that for sure is the Golden State Warriors because they won the title last year. Um, but mm-hmm. obviously they would have to come back at relatively uh full health. Uh jumping over to predictions, forecast, or how you see the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, When we, when I look at the Eastern conference it's Boston and Milwaukee. And then there's Mm -hmm. another tier. And I think that tier includes Philadelphia and that tier used to include Brooklyn. But I, I truly think uh, you guys, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers are in the tier that's below those bucks and Celtics. And it's only really you and the 76ers in that tier that's below them. And then there's another tier of other teams behind uh, so sure. if, if I'm looking at that, I would you, say a competitive second round. Obviously, you want them in a title. I know you do. But sure. I would say a competitive second round would be an achievement for the Cavaliers this season. For a team
1: that hasn't gone to the playoffs before yet. It's been, how, you know, how long since they've made Because last year, they didn't make the playoffs. They were in the play-in and they lost to Brooklyn. Uh, so, so, 2008, so 2018. Since, since Bron left, right? Or they, they, mm-hmm. made, it up, they made it in 2018, wasn't it? No, 2018 is LeBron's last year. Okay, so that's the last time they made the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, It's been, what, five years since they made the playoffs? Yeah, that, that would be an improvement. Um, but you said in that second tier, you can't leave an unrespected or, or disrespect Miami. I, I feel like that's another team. Even though they haven't full health and they haven't had a great season, you know Jimmy turns it on in the playoffs. You know a lot of those guys come to life and play better in their experience. They've been to the finals before. Um, so I, I, see, I see us, Philly, and, and Miami in that next tier which could be a, a pretty good battle. I Obviously, uh, Atlanta's figuring it out, and some other teams. Um, but yes, obviously Boston and Milwaukee at the top, and then the next tier I think would be you know Philly, Miami, and then then us. So um, it's gonna be some good playoff basketball in the East too. You know you can't sleep on it. So I'm looking forward to it. But as I said our job is to get get there, and then you know play our best basketball. And you know some people they will sleep on you, and if you they don't take you lightly, take you seriously. Once you sneak a game or two, it changes the whole series. And if I can get them mature enough. to to play, you know, really good basketball to get, you know, one or two games on the road, we might mess around and make it to the third round. You never know the second round or get somebody in the second round that we're supposed to get to. So um, it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun, you know, ride, fun series, fun playoffs, um, you know, and seeing how their growth will be in the next 20, 30 games.
0: Yeah. The opportunity uh, is definitely there. So looking forward uh, to seeing that Uh, two, two quick things before uh, we get out of here, DG. Uh, oh, by the way, that's a third thing. Uh, so I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, but among a lot of Cleveland Cavalier circles, uh, the the acronym or the the nickname, quote unquote, DG, DG has, yeah, has been re, has been awarded to Darius Garland. Uh, yeah, so are you in the market for a new
1: nickname? <laughs> yeah, we have more than one DG actually. That's not playing, but we have a couple around the arena in the organization. And I was like, all right. We have too many DGs. We have to give some uh, some other nicknames. So, um, yeah, we're, we're we're kind of searching for. I would say Darius All Star. He, he can he can take the the, the acronym. Um, so I have to figure out something else. But um, yeah, I'm the new one here too. But yeah, we got to find something to where it makes it easier for communication on the floor and in the locker room. But yeah, the other three, other two things. Uh, the, well, the,
0: now I'm thinking there's now there's a now there's another thing too. Uh, okay. so there was thoughts uh, at people from LA were hitting me up, uh, asking mm-hmm. me if you
1: were,
0: were going to come back to L.A., and I know you thought about it, but I think – Oh, yeah,
1: another I, conversation wanna... that was had. Sorry, I didn't mean to not forget about yep. that. I did have a conversation with Rob Blink. It was a good one, uh, but, you know, Rob uh, was in church, and, and it was hard to get coach on the line. It kind of came to the table a little late, uh, but, you know, we had a discussion. We had a conversation, and, you know, they asked what, what could move the needle what could happen, what could they do. I don't think they had uh, the opportunity or, or the same opportunity or same minutes with all the wings that they brought in, all the people they brought in, um, you know, to be able to give me an opportunity or say, like, oh, you'll have a good opportunity to be on the floor. And that we're for sure going to make the playoffs. So it was very up in the air. And it's, it's a very urgency, urgent time for them. They have to win now. And they have a lot of pressure doing that in a short m- amount of time. And that relies on a lot of LeBron's health and Anthony Davis's health in the last 20, 30 games. And for me, that was just a, it was a big risk. Um, I would love to obviously be there and play with those guys again. Um, but, I, you know, I had to go with, you know, to the West is stacked, and the East is going to go I'm not saying it's not stacked, but I had to go with a team that's, you know, top and in, in in, in almost in the for-sure playoff run and, and has a good chance, especially because the East now has weakened with Brooklyn dropping. or Actually, they drop because actually really they're really damn good still with the wings they have. Um, but, yeah, I think there's a lot less pressure on this team of making the playoffs where they're sitting at right now. Yeah, for sure. And the way sure. they're basketball, they're hooping right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Somebody who's just come back from uh, an ACL injury, obviously you want to show your best uh, out there so that you could be suited again this summer. And the uncertainty of the Lakers making the playoffs or not is definitely something that had to be factored in. If you only get, I don't know how many games left in the season, but if you only get 25 games to show what you're worth out there, and maybe you don't play back to backs. Now you're looking mm-hmm. at 18 games, and what if you don't make the playoffs? So you, you got 18 games to show how much even you've, you've gotten back to full health from the ACL injury. I don't think that would be fair to you uh, if you want people to truly evaluate your talent on the open market this summer. So uh, would would it would have been cool, but you know you got to make the wise decision uh, for the long run. So that's that. I would say this though, uh, maybe they could have sweetened the pot. If uh, they were able to get you number 14, which is now being worn by Scottie Pippen Jr., I believe.
1: (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Luckily for me, uh, the teams that was considering me, Houston and here, they had the number available. So um, I'm able to keep my number, which is a great thing. And, uh, you know, represent my town because I don't know if everybody knows the story behind my number, but it's a big part of where I come from and me representing and not forgetting, you know, the small town that I came from. Um, so yeah, I'm able to keep that here in in Cleveland and, you know, represent. All right, DG, we're not going to record a
0: podcast until after the all-star break. So, Mm -hmm. uh, let's, let's run through it real quick. First and foremost, I just hope, I just hope we don't get disappointed with the slam slam dunk contest this year. Uh, it was really, it was really a, a, a shame what we saw last year. There was no yeah, energy in the crowd. You gotta
1: have, you gotta lower your expectations, man. I mean, I don't have many expectations for this dunk contest anymore, especially when the Aaron Gordons of the world, the Zach Levines, the John Morans of the world are not in it like that. Um, not disrespecting any of those other guys. They're athletic, but these are the best athletes the people I want to see and have done some crazy stuff um, in our league, but you know, we got some other, you know, Sims is a high flyer. Uh, they got uh, McClung, you know, he's G League guy, two way guy. Um, he's done some impressive things. So, but at the same time, it's that you know not everybody's jumping at the opportunity to get to go in it anymore. And that's why my expectations allowed you to lower your expectations as well. Um, and then you know you won't be disappointed.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I just just give me one. Just give me one. Give me one, one dunk. Give me one dunk that makes me jump out of my seat and get it done on the first try. Now I can't
1: have to see it that's five times before it of. actually happens. I'm not said, uh, if you if they get it done within three tries, I'm happy. You know, that that's good. I, I first try is tough, man. That's tough. But yeah, it's impressive now. If you get any dunk in your first try that you attempt, it's a pretty much like at least an eight, you know.
0: Yeah. I was, you could do you could do quote unquote basic dunks and just get it right the first time, and you could win the slam dunk competition. That's For how sure. that's how it's been recently. Okay, and also the three-point competition. Uh, participants, they all haven't been named, but it has been reported that, you, that you'll that you get Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Anthony Simons, Damian Lillard, and Laurie Markkinen. There are rumors that you might end up seeing Anthony Edwards, Isaiah Joe, who you've played with, who's actually leading the NBA in three-point shooting. Why he's no What's longer a Sixers, a story for another day, 45% from three. Wow. Um, yeah, Wait he's cool He's yeah,
1: hooping. yeah, he's who he's shooting
0: he, he, well. Yeah, yeah, I he's I thought he I thought that was a missed opportunity. And for, and last but not least, again a rumored name is could also be a guy you also played with, Contavious Caldwell Pope. But let's just uh, go from the confirmed names: to. Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, Anthony Simons, Lillard, and Market. And if you had to pick one, who's going to represent uh, as a three point champion in Salt Lake City? Who's it going to be?
1: I'm gonna go with marketing, man. I think it's the year of the bigs, and he's been having a mm. hell of a year. He's shooting lights out. His confidence is unbelievable. Uh, Dame's been in it a couple times. He hasn't won it yet, so he's a second for me because he's probably a little edge. He's like he's got more experience. Uh, Anthony's very young and new to it. Tyrese is very young and new to it. They all can shoot the ball well, but I'm going go with the big, and then probably Dame behind him. Word. Uh, looking forward to it, uh, my
0: friend. Get all that you need to get done, and being acclimated to the Buckeye State. Um you've done it before so now it's just the second time around uh looking forward to pulling up on some games when you're uh closer to the east coast uh than you are now I will spend I will probably pull up on Cleveland a couple of times too be opportunity come to through. see some old friends uh yeah, and uh, actually you get to through, come Ohio. back to New York you get to yeah you get to come back to New York as well so we do um, we do yeah in march yeah uh with that being said uh everybody who's tuning in I assume we might have some new listeners uh, this is inside the green room. You can find us on Twitter at Green Room Inside, also Instagram at Inside Green Room. And uh, don't be alarmed. Next time we're around, we'll probably have even better quality of uh, audio because Danny will be all set up and at home. Don't be mad. You can't blame yeah, the man. He on. just he on just the got road. he's Didn't on be- he's on the move. He's on the move. Bring right the now.
1: microphone. Didn't bring the microphone, but we'll, we'll be better prepared next time. Re rate subscribe review. We'll get the better mic next time. We appreciate y'all.